0: I'm Sean Fennessy. I'm
1: Amanda Dobbins. And
0: together we host The Big Picture, the Ringer's film podcast for new releases, career retrospectives, director interviews, movie drafts, top fives, and so much more.
1: Twice a week, we break down the latest releases, argue about whether movies are doomed, and debate our modern film canon.
0: Listen to The Big Picture on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back to What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and its portrayal in pop culture. I'm Erica Ramirez, and today I'm here with my co-host and BFF, Steven Othello, to contribute to The Ringer's chief project of list making. We yep. are each going to be giving our top five pop culture friendship moments of 2023, which could mean TV, movies, music, celebrity sports, et cetera. But first, Steven, how's your heart?
2: My heart... Is is very sexy right now? it's sexy red, you feel me?
1: Oh my god! My heart is sexy red.
2: That's the color red, sexy red.
1: I can't ever. I'm gonna start answering (laughs) first because I can't live up to your to your answers. Um, I'm uh, my heart is is happy. Oh, you know it's happy. It's yellow. Nice, nice. It's nice, nice yellow. Five. Um. All right, let's get into our top fives. So I'll start with my number five, then you can share your number five, mm-hmm. and so on
2: and so forth. All of that, all of that, yep.
1: Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first?
2: I'll go first. I'll set the tone. Woo!
1: Okay, number five.
2: All right, so boom, right? My first greatest friendship right now, top five that I love, and that's just off one LP, <laughs> is Drake and Lil Yachty.
1: Okay, first and foremost. Oh, wait, so you chose actual friendships.
2: I thought friendship, I think that shit is cool. Like, you know, like when you see a new friendship grow, like that wasn't Mm. really there in 2022. And then in 2023, it's like, that's all everyone's talking about is the relationship between Drake and Yachty. I think that's kind of dope.
1: Well, so I haven't followed. I mean, I know that Drake and Yachty are friends, right? Mm -hmm. I guess I know that it didn't happen suddenly uh did it happen suddenly?
2: I think it happened quietly, but I think it like happened publicly these last few months when Drake dropped his new album okay Drake did a few interviews and he talked about how like yadi was a big influence on his um flow style cadences like yadi helped with production like he was yadi was damn near like the a and r of the his his uh recent album people had a problem with it. Because the sound was a lot different, it felt like uh, Drake mm. was catering to the youth. But I thought it was pretty cool to see Big Bro take advice from Little Bro. You know what I'm saying? This I is think,
1: for all the dogs album.
2: For all the dogs, yeah. I I thought it was dope that he was able to take the um, advice from Yachty. You know what I'm saying? And like, yo, what's what's going on? Like he valued him, and and like it wasn't about him being like OG, right? He was able to remove his ego and 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 focus on the art. And try some new things and, and create from a different space. But it was like the conversations that he had from Yachty. He allowed Yachty to lead him into a certain direct, a new direction for him.
1: Would you say it worked out for Drake?
2: I think it I think it did, honestly. Because you know, the one thing about Drake is you know exactly what you're getting, right? And I think people didn't expect him to to pull up like how he did with this new album. People put expectations on their favorite artists, right? It's like, yo, mm-hmm. I want them to do exactly what makes me think that they dope, right? Like I, I put mad expectations on Frank Ocean. That's why he ain't drop an album for me in seven years, right? <laughs> so Drake gave people the album that he wanted to give. And it was because he was able to talk to people that wasn't inside of his friend group. He's like a new member of the friend group. He was able yeah. to get a new perspective. And sometimes you need them new set of eyes to do something fresh.
1: Well, I'm glad. So I'm gonna, I am haven't listened to the album enough for me to even sh- express my opinion on it. But I do think it's interesting, maybe now kind of predictable, that every time Drake drops an album, we all kind of... There's a generation of us right. uh, that kind of isn't too fond of the album and believes that we've outgrown Drake. I, I think I've kind of outgrown the Drake that we're listening to nowadays, so I thought it was interesting to know that there is someone behind this change or the this version of Drake. I guess artistically,
2: I mean, that's interesting. Though you said you've outgrown Drake, I feel like y'all evolved in different spaces. Yeah, if that just, makes sense.
1: But I, but the thing with with because he still got songs
2: that you would like. You just haven't listened to him.
1: Yeah. No. I think I guess I, when I mean outgrown, or I guess like you said, maybe we are in two in different spaces. Is that? Yeah. I I haven't. I haven't loved a Drake album in a while, and if I have liked a Drake album, it's been some songs, right? So th- that relationship as a listener has changed as far as what I like and don't like.
2: Mm. What about you? What's your your uh, your first five? My first number one? five, yeah,
1: is uh, Love Is Blind's friendships that we saw specifically season four and season five because those came out this year. But mm-hmm. so I've mentioned this in like previous episodes that. I was encouraged to watch Love is Blind by my partner. And because of that, and because it's a a reality dating show, I was expecting for the show to focus mostly on like romantic love. Mm. But the friendship dynamics on the show, at least the seasons I watched were interesting because they were very revealing of who we are or can be as far as when like we are jealous or when we feel like we're in competition. Um, When we become close with people like very quickly like who we are when we're vulnerable, which I think is the biggest theme. So it really like shows the human side to people, especially when they are with other people together, with like friends. Um, So like for season four, there was a friendship between these two women, Micah and Irina, who were like portrayed as like the mean girls. So their dynamic was kind of childish, to be honest. So instead of like misery loves company, it was like pettiness loves company. So they were Mm. like, they weren't really sensitive or kind to the other women around them, especially if they were being rejected by men that were actually choosing them instead. So it kind of shows again who you are in competition and also how that way that you are can be heightened by someone else's encouragement, if that makes any
2: sense. Right, right. No, it makes sense. Yeah.
1: And then season five featured a friendship with like these two women, Lydia and Aaliyah. Lydia used to date a guy who Aaliyah was starting to vibe with in the pods, Uche. Uh-huh. But Aaliyah didn't know that they had dated before the show. But I guess like what was almost uncomfortable to see is that how close Lydia and Aaliyah were getting without Lydia disclosing that she used to date this dude that she was really starting to vibe with. Right, right. You know, she would like be like, we're the same type of person. Like you deserve better. Meanwhile, like she has dated this man and she just never told her, but they were getting really close. Mm. And then when Uche finally tells Aaliyah that he did date, Lydia outside the show. She told Lydia, she's like, I know. And Lydia like overshared to the point where it seemed like she wanted to prove that they dated. Mm. So she was just like, this is his favorite alcohol. Like, this is how his dog is. This is how his apartment is. Like, just like a lot of information that weirded Aaliyah out and she actually left the show. I think this made my list because of just how it spotlights how human we are and especially how we are around people that we are close to. Almost like we, for it's almost like they forgot that no one's around. Meanwhile, there were cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. That was just an interesting to see. It's like, it shows the good and the bad and the ugly of people and right, how it's right, right. heightened when you're paired up with some other people also. I like that one. Um, what's your number four?
2: So, Boom. I've been watching this show. I don't know if you heard of it, right? It's called Squid Games, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been watching it randomly. Um, Squid the Games Challenge. Or challenge. The, uh, the the reality challenge, right? challenge? Okay. I think the relationships on the show, that was like the, I'm going to come clean. I ain't never seen a show when there, there was been a mother and a son <laughs> yeah. competing for the same thing. But they, they, they went in it together. They remained family. It was like you know it was love, right, like they gave they, they're giving each other the opportunity to experience something something new together, you know, like I think he's twenty five she's sixty four It's like that one thing that new thing outside of birth that they can connect with, you know mm, yeah, and I thought that was super interesting, and then he was watching his mom you know be her best self to be able to compete in the same thing that he was able, he was competing for, yeah, you know, and I thought that that was very dope and they felt like best friends like that was like they were like confidants in that Mm -hmm. in that space and i thought that was i ain't never really seen that nothing like that before on tv yeah she kept
1: saying she kept saying that she did the show because she felt like she lost some like she wanted to find something in her this like kind of like courage or also just like excitement this like you know and it was dope to see that that show stressed me out because I guess. You know, it. I guess my question, especially when it comes to friendship, is can you truly be friends with someone knowing that sooner or later you won't be able to trust them? I mean... Like, ultimately, you're competing against these humans. No matter how close you get, even if it's just you and your best friend at the end, even more so, it is then you against
2: this person. Right, right, right.
1: So are the friendships True.
2: Were their friends, and then I feel like yeah. people started because they that show was so weird. You know what I'm saying? And then like, <laughs> like
1: they didn't come in as friends. They, they right, 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 They right, right, right. became friends. They became also well, first uh, quote. They became allies, right? So That's they a would have yeah. right. So they would have each other's backs in case like it would come down to eliminating other people yeah. and all these things. But like, are you also just building these?
2: That was frenemies. These shit.
1: friendships, because you also don't want to be voted out or that eliminated was at the end. They
2: were being frenemies. You know what I'm As saying? In like it was all
1: the all of the ones everyone, that were allies. Or friends? I think
2: the only one that was like real, like honest and transparent and organic, matter those words, was uh mother and son. Three hundred one, three hundred two. I feel like everyone else was like, "How uh, let's let's click up to vote someone else out, unless it's me." You know what I'm saying? It was like building relationships until it get put on put on the line and you know.
1: It you just seemed to... like they didn't expect to go against their own friends. Like the okay, they didn't so good the show? one? The good one. <laughs> the good the good they example Watch the TV show? Is the marbles, the marbles right, episode, right, right. right? So they're all having little picnics where they're close friends, right? Because they chose the persons to have picnics with. And then they end up going against quote-unquote, their friend, right. which also showed a lot of people's true colors, uh, which was also interesting. But, like, I, I don't... It's just hard for me to really be like, how can you really build friendship in these... Or expect to build friendships in this type of situation?
2: Right. But I hate to say this, though. Like, they watched the... the this. It's not like this is a random-ass show. It's like, Squid Game Challenge is based off Squid Games. You know... With the marbles, you're gonna to have to vote out the homie, right? Like it's like
1: yeah, but they didn't know, right? They were sitting in a little picnic, or you think they knew? Come if, on, if you watch the show, you wouldn't know. If you watch the, sh- the if you watch the TV, yeah. yes, okay. yes,
2: come okay. on. <laughs> so it's like there it, was there was some, there was some um, you know, obviously it was like a little bit of acting in it, right? right? And, and that's editing. why I said yeah, with that, that's why I'm like I, I gotta just keep driving home. That's one. That's why I chose. The mother and the son because it's like they really are family. There's no right. that was the basis of their that the storyline. It's like mother and son does this together, and I think that shit is so tight. You know what I'm saying? Imagine me doing that with my mom. That should be crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, yeah.
1: But yes, I loved the reality show, and I will admit though, I never watched the actual show.
2: It's good. News.
1: What?
2: <laughs> oh my god! That yeah, is crazy. Way too much
1: hype. I thought it wasn't going to live up to the expectations. So I said that I would watch it when the crazy. hype died down and then I just didn't care, you but are, I watched the reality show.
2: You are elite. That's dope. <laughs> nah, I'm sure you enjoyed it.
1: The reality show? Yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah, you I had did because to. again, it's the same reason that I I I find those friendships and love and uh love is blind interesting cuz they really show how we are as humans, like yeah. the good, bad, and the ugly of people. Even right. when we don't want to be that way, something brings that out of us.
2: Yeah. So that's that's the thing. Like you didn't see it. Maybe the contestants. Maybe they didn't see it neither. But if you've seen the show, you know.
1: You know. You know yeah. when they
2: was like doing the cookies. It's like you know. You know which one is the hardest. Yeah. Don't yeah. do. Th- that was the craziest scene because it was like. People were so mad at I forgot. It was oh like the yes,
1: dude. I know the, oh. the guy that was some. Do you think he was bullied into choosing the umbrella?
2: It was a lot of pressure. You know what? He had trust in in others. Remember, because he, he trusts
1: humans. Yeah, that they
2: and they just let him down, and it was yeah. so sad. But it was ridiculous, though. It, I had it was so tight. I threw. My, I think I threw my <laughs> controller. It was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, uh,
1: all right. So number four for me is this cameo that Kim, C- Kim Cattrall, who plays Samantha in Sucks in the City. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, so she made a quick cameo in season two of And Just Like That. And it's her in, by herself in a car, calling Sarah Jessica Parker, who plays Carrie, telling her that she couldn't make it to like New York in time for a dinner party. But the reason it is on my list, because of the context of it, right? So... Kim Cattrall has shared that she has not been a part of this spinoff and just like that because she didn't feel like she was getting paid enough uh, as she deserved. And also she really doesn't seem to fuck with Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm. So I was kind of, you know, everyone wanted to see her. She's one of the most popular um, characters of of Sex and the City, but she wasn't even on set, right, with the girls. She still found a way to get a bag give the people what they wanted and also not be around anyone she didn't want to be around. I think, right, so there's this like famous quote that Kim said that everyone kind of re where she says, I don't want to be in a situation for even an hour where I'm not enjoying myself. And here, right, we expect these people to be friends because they're friends on screen. You know, you want the people that you see as friends on TV to be friends in real life. But this also shows how you really do sometimes got to put yourself first, no matter what people expect of you no matter how quote unquote legendary sex in the city is or the friendships of sex in the city I want to live by that quote also I don't want to be in any situation no matter the amount of time if not I'm not really enjoying myself
2: right yes people putting like those unrealistic expectations on you yeah because they so are tied to the characters and the roles, and you know what I'm saying when in reality everybody's evolving in different ways you know and and value knowing like your worth I think I think uh, Kim Cattrall, she she knows uh, her worth in those moments, right? It's like, yeah. I ain't gonna let no one dilute my worth for no show or nothing, even if it was part of the reason why people know me.
0: Yeah, fuck these fake friendships Facts. also. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all,
1: All right. What is your number three?
2: Well, speaking of fake friendships, I want to talk about a real friendship that is <laughs> that has been evolving, right, in real life. Uh-huh. Um, Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz. Right. That's a, that's a random one, but hear me out. Right. I'm a I'm a fan of brilliant brilliant idiots. Um, that's their podcast. They've been on for years. Right. Um, one of the early podcasts that came out when it when it first started, it didn't really make sense that. That Charlemagne was doing a podcast with Andrew at the time. Outside of Andrew being a, you know, aspiring and upcoming comedian, he was just like the white homie that, you know, did a podcast with <laughs> Charlemagne. Yeah. Right. But but he had a lot of foresight and he understood the internet, right? And understood why doing podcasts and growing in different spaces was important. So he created flagrant with his other friends. He created, um, he started doing his um comedy um sets on YouTube only, right? Which built his uh platform up. And Charlemagne is Charlemagne. He's still growing. He's still doing his thing. But now Andrew's in a different place where he's they're at like a similar level as far as like popularity. And they still remain tight. I, I could see in another space Andrew leaving, like, you know, going to stay focused on his own. Stuff. I'm doing flagrant now, I'm out. But he stayed true and stayed down. I thought that was so dope to see Charlemagne give him an opportunity to grow, like, you know, put a spotlight on him, him to receive the spotlight and stay in it together. You know, now they share the spotlight together. And you don't usually see stuff like that. And I think that's really, really cool. Um, so I just wanted to highlight the brothers, Andrew Schultz and um Charlemagne the God. That was tight.
1: Speaking of friends on a podcast, not us. Uh, Mace Mason Camerons is their friendship is my is that my number three. Their that is public... also
2: my number three, by the way. So
1: <laughs> wait, you just said your number three, silly. Oh shit,
2: that must, that's, my, that's my number two. Then we <laughs> share we share one.
1: Okay, All right, that's that. my number three. That's your number two. Um, their public display of longtime friendship through their It Is What It Is podcast. I mean, you clearly know more about this friendship than I do because you kind of have followed their friendship, the ups and downs. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what I think makes seeing them laugh so much together on the pod and make fun of each other, but still kind of like, you know, make each other cry also is kind of great to see knowing what they've gone through.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know. What do you think? Why is that your number two?
2: I mean... You know, this is like childhood heroes, you know, at one point, you know, mm-hmm. Mace, Harlem World was like my, I learned how to not be a player hater with Harlem World, that album. And Cam, <laughs> I wanted to rap like Cam when I was growing up. So I've seen them grow and I've seen them fall out and you've seen them beef, you've seen them diss each other, right? It's so many places, but you you also seen like the lost time that they didn't get the chance to you know, share with each other, right? Yeah. You know, like success, having children, getting married, all these things that they had to make up for. So like when they laugh or when they cry or when they joke on each other, it comes from such a like a it's like they making up for it. Cause they yes. had they had so many moments that they should have had together that they didn't have, right? And yeah. I think like to me it's like a mirror of like, you know, Schultz and um Charlemagne just in a little bit where like when People do get the spotlight and then, you know, someone falls out of the spotlight. It's kind of like how the the energy shifts. Like, it's good to see like a story of them getting back to where they were when they first met. Because they were really best friends in real life. You know, 15, they played on the same basketball team. Like this video of them playing basketball at the, that's crazy, at the high school I went to. You All these years later, now having a sports podcast is crazy. Because yeah. they 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 probably built their their foundation outside of rap, built a foundation in sports when they first grew up, and um, that shit is dope. You know, it's like it's authentic, it's real, and it's transparent. Like you could see how Cameron is so appreciative to have Mace in his life now.
1: Yeah, it's just nice to see them like laugh and cry, literally together. Yeah. And I guess you you you've seen this the journey of the friendship more than I have, and. I appreciate it. So I can only imagine how those that have followed their Facts. their friendship all along feel of like, this feels good.
2: Yeah. And making up for lost time is filling in these spaces, you know, like <laughs> some of the, some of the conversations they have, it's like, can be dead asking him questions like, yo, and you could tell it's coming from a place of like genuinely not knowing, you know what I'm saying? Because he wasn't there. Mm. Yeah, that's you know, so or, interesting. or even yeah. treading like being, you know, respecting Mace's boundaries and understanding there's times where, you know, people been trying to bring up like puff stories and he's like, you know, there's certain things that Mace don't want to talk about because he's in a different space right now. He literally, can will say that. Yeah, Mace ain't in that space where he want to talk about those things. He's respectful mm. to his boundaries where I don't know if they would have been like that when they were younger. You yeah. could tell that they're mature enough to understand each other's boundaries. Now, that's, come on, that's best friendship. It's a
1: beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Number two. I guess I'll go with number two because you just shared your number two. So there is this animated movie on Netflix called Leo. I don't know if you've you've heard
2: of nah, Leo. Put me, on, put me on.
1: Leo is a lizard and he's one of two like those pets that are in classrooms, right? Him mm-hmm. and a turtle. This movie is all about friendship. So with like he's a school pet lizard. And he thinks he's going to kick the bucket soon, is what they say, right? So he thinks he's going to die soon because someone told him that at a certain age, lizards die. He's reaching that age. So he starts giving students real advice when they take <laughs> him home. So he talks to them. They get freaked out. But the advice is like not sugar-coated and like very customized to the students because he really like listens to them. Right. And his friend that's a turtle is at first very jealous because the kids love him more. And no one wants to take him home. Um, I won't spoil the ending. But I think the reason I really love this movie is it's like, it belongs to a long list of an- animated films that like teach you lessons in a very authentic way that caters to both like kids and adults. Like it's not cheesy. It's actually like really funny. Uh, I didn't I didn't expect to laugh as much as I did. Uh, but it's like the, the movies like Soul, Coco, one of my favorites, Inside Out, all animated films that like, Teach you about certain things that even as adults, like we should keep learning more about. Like, you know, I don't know if you watch Soul, but like nah, that's I've never all seen about that I like to see that. you should. It's all about like fulfillment, like life fulfillment. Coco, right, is about like grief. Inside out is all about emotions. But I really appreciate this movie because he's out here giving kids real ass advice and not sugarcoating it. And I really enjoyed it. I it's was like, yeah. an unexpected gem. I'll say that. Do you have any do you have any favorite animated movies, by the way?
2: Oh man, I have so many. That's a good question, because I want to share. Um <laughs> animated movies.
1: Or shows. I just think of movies. You know I need what I movies. really liked,
2: um, I don't know if it came out this year or last year, but Cuddy's um Cuddy's yes. uh, film, animated film Intergalactic.
1: Enter, yes, I, I love really, that one. I really, really,
2: really, really um enjoyed that. That felt so honest and authentic to to my life when I when I listened to that movie. There's certain movies that you can listen to, mm. and if it makes you feel it, you know, it's like the the soundtracks, it's like the voices. You'd be like, "Damn, I know what love feel like," or excuse me, "I know what love sound like," because I know how it makes me feel. And that's mm. one of those movies, and, and it's animated, it's crazy, but it's animated, and this, but it's one of those movies where it hits on all points, right? The, the friendship between Cuddy's character and like Ty Dolla character where he's like, you know, they was just all spicy and shit and Cuddy <laughs> moving into a new building, moving up, he's a graffiti artist and he's supported yeah. by his friends. He meets this new dope woman. The woman is like, uh, becomes his bestie. You know what I'm saying? Like they, outside of it just being romantic that you could tell that like they had
1: mm-hmm. real
2: uh, good chemistry together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, I would say that's one of my favorite Joints right now. Yeah, for sure.
1: Mm. Uh, All right. We're at our number ones. What is your number one?
2: Randomly, right? Mm -hmm. This is kind of (laughs) crazy. Yo, Lori Harvey (laughs) and Tiana Taylor, B.
1: Their friendship is what you you mean? I I, I
2: could really appreciate their friendship. They, you know, like... uh, Tell me more. Well, Tiana and Lori did a... a, Because I was thinking about the full year, right? I wasn't just thinking about like the last two months. So they did. They did a, a, a episode together uh, on Tiana's show, and you know that was like the first time people actually heard Lori Harvey do an interview in yes. real life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And the transparency that she had, you could tell that she was being vulnerable with someone that she's always vulnerable with.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
2: So it came across. It felt right. And the I mic was
1: just on. It's the like mic any, was just on. The it, cameras yeah. was just on. But
2: mm-hmm. like in reality, they was just being themselves. Right? They was just being homies yeah and um and I, it makes me think about you know just what tiana's going through with like iman and i know laurie is there you know what i'm saying
1: mm-hmm.
2: for her and these you know these are uh, spicy moments of life <laughs> Challen- challenging moments of life yeah. i know Lori's probably there you know making sure she's she's good so i i can honestly say like that's like a dope dope friendship
1: They yeah they love each other facts on and off screen, facts, on facts. and off the mic, yes. Uh, speaking of friendships on the mic. So my number one moment is our What About Your Friends podcast. Oh, shit, I should have said that,
2: right? Yes, you're a I'm bad friend. Wilding. Um. <laughs> I
1: said
2: Lori Harvey and Tiana To I am <laughs> no, bugging no, out. Now that
1: you put those two together. Nah, scratch no, that, no, scratch that, scratch that, scratch that. No, head. stop, no. Um. No, I, being, loving our friends out loud. Uh, is very important, but it's been, we've worked together in the past in different projects. I don't think we've worked together in this type of capacity before. Our conversations feel like podcast episodes. Our offline, I should say, offline conversations do have always sounded like podcast episodes. Right. Um, But we finally had the opportunity to talk about all these topics that we usually do talk about, connect it with our friendship and just friendship period like, you know, from personal to pop culture on such a platform has been amazing. It's been a learning experience. So, and I mean, at least I'll speak for myself. I've had friends on the podcast, which makes it a lot sweeter. Fire. Um, but yeah, I feel like our our podcast is my number one, <laughs> my number one pop culture friendship moment of 2023.
2: That's dope. And honestly, you know, I just appreciate you for considering me for this. I think... Um, being considered, feels it feels good. If I feel it in my soul, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like in real life. So you thinking of me or thinking of this idea is just crazy. You know, I've, I've, I've actually stepped out of my own comfort zone by being a part of something like this. I'm not, before this, I wasn't doing this, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yes. I've, I've I found myself being, getting more comfortable talking out loud in front of people as well as on podcasts. So... You know, it's dope that this experience has um, you know, helped me and also this being be able to like communicate friendship, platonic friendship out loud. You know, yes. there was been there's been episodes where we couldn't find examples of what we have, you know, and I think we are now becoming examples of like what it looks like. And I think that's tight, hmm. you know?
1: That's I don't have I'm speechless, oh, which whatever. is surprising. <laughs> you're like that's too that's too much Um, (laughs) is there anything else you want to share?
2: that's it man this year was good man this year was was good this year was good
1: Um, so I want to close out the year by saying I'm thankful for our friendship everything you just said I feel as well and thank you to everyone for listening to us this year if you want to tell us about your favorite pop culture friendship moments of 2023 email us at whataboutyourfriendspod at gmail.com talk to you later
2: peace